Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom and Green Chef. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined today by Christina Warren, senior cloud developer advocate at Microsoft, and Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress. And the cat that I'm cat sitting right now who's trying to put nope. his face in the water I'm drinking. What's his name? Avery. Avery. Hi, Avery. I know your cat can't hear me, but... No, it, he can't. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> He's in my heart. I've made a fatal mistake, which is shutting him in the room with me as I'm recording the podcast. So I'm going to have to get up and let him out because he is clawing at the door. So, but can we be certain it's not you meowing? No. Like, can we really know that, Simone? You won't. Mm. I won't. I won't say anything. I cannot answer that. My agents have advised me not to answer that question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. Okay. Sounds accurate. How are we doing this I got week? nothing. I got nothing. Wow. I am sunstroked from walking around and canvassing neighborhoods. Uh, I am. I, I got to see the Red Sox play last night. That was very exciting. They hey stopped yo. the villainous Texas Rangers. Uh, Hell yeah. Other, other than that, I'm just ready for this damn election to be over. So, I can, <laughs> so, so you don't I have to walk outside anymore in this yeah. hellish heat. We kind of, we have like four mini topics today, so let's just dive in and say hello to them. Let's uh, do it. First up, of course, the App Store is celebrating its 10th anniversary. Happy birthday. You're 10 years old. You're going to school. Uh, so th- this is cool. My favorite thing that I've read about this uh, so far has been Heim Gartenberg's piece on The Verge about all the weird apps that were on the app store like in 2000 2008 or whatever that were just kind of focused around the novelty of having a touch screen or like being able to tilt your phone and like drink quote unquote drink beer out of it like those gag apps (laughs) which and um and and ocarina which was actually like a legit awesome awesome. i forgot about that oh my god yeah, no, um, I mean, because some of them obviously are novelties, like like, like you were saying, like the beer apps and things like that. But the lighter but Ocarina, apps. The lighter apps, obviously the fart apps, things like I Am Rich. But <laughs> um, uh, but Ocarina was a legit amazing app. And, and it was like you would blow into the microphone and then press keys and it, you know, became like a flute. And legit amazing app and it was actually funny a number of years ago mashable we did this huge project where we went through the app store and named like the 100 greatest apps of all time and we did a bunch of videos and all kinds of stuff around it and it's actually funny to look back at it now because some of the things that we like highlighted like meerkat like don't exist you know oh my and, gosh um, yeah you know and, i remember and, and, that and, day and that was just like so big like at the time but but ocarina was definitely one of those that we had um like I think in our top 10, maybe. And it wasn't because it was like, you know, the best or whatever. It was definitely at the top 100 we wrote about it, but because it was like so influential. Because to me, that's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I like this post too, because it shows the the novelty stuff, which is cool. But um, some of those novelty apps are actually really awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. The Ocarina, I didn't, I never had this one, but I'm looking at the pictures of it. It looks so cool. Yeah, yeah, that no, was no. definitely awesome. Also, the yeah. lightsaber app. Do you remember oh, that? I do. Okay. I do. <laughs> yeah. 
like waving your iPhone around like a lightsaber. It went like that was awesome. I really liked that. And then to get around the licensing issues, like Star Wars actually bought it and then made right. like all your favorite uh, Star Wars characters associated with it. That oh was God. awesome. I I guess I do want to say though I I. I, it's tempting to look at this as like 10 years of glory because like the app store is fun. Like it brings a lot of awesome things to our lives. And I know whenever I'm bored or I'm going a long trip, like I'll download whatever newest game to, you know, play on my phone. I do think it's worth taking a second to think about what the effects of this have been on the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a decade mm-hmm. ago, in-app purchases were not really as much of a thing. DLC was kind of starting. I mean, it had been a trend on, you know, Xbox and PlayStation, but as far as like absolute free to play, that had not really been a thing. There was no. also a much more vibrant indie game dev market 10 years ago and there was yes. um, you know, well, space pricing. The, right, right. Uh, there was uh, like space at the beginning of this 10 years ago for people to develop software. But now 10 years later, we look at who makes it to the top of the the charts and, you know, it tends to be large companies and making clones often. Yeah. Well, people think of Monument Valley as an indie game, but that game had well over a million dollars of budget. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, I'm not saying all that's bad, but I do think, like, as someone that cares a lot about game mechanics, I do think that the in-app purchase and fun pain Zenga model, I do think it's been detrimental to the field of game development. Yeah, I definitely think it's kind of devalued how much we expect to pay for a game. Um, and I'm coming from the perspective of... Probably the the first when when I started buying full price games for myself would have been post App Store because I am mm-hmm. very young, so I am not aware of how game prices fell in relation to like their release date, uh, like pre that time because I it just mm-hmm. wasn't something I was looking at. But definitely now I y- you see games released on the App Store for however much, however many pennies or something and constant debate about other games like are is it worth this doesn't look like it's worth the $30 it looks like it's worth $20 etc from people who <laughs> should not be dollars and sensing how much work it takes to 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 yeah. make a game like i i don't think that any layperson could feasibly look at a game and say oh this should be worth less than $60. This is a $20 game that is priced as $60. Like, I don't know how I could say that without intimate knowledge of how the game had been made. And I do think that the App Store and its low prices contributed to an idea that we can assign these very, very low prices to labor where that's such an individual thing. Yeah, I agree and I disagree with that. I I totally agree that, like, the App Store has, I mean, because... If um, I commented on this on Twitter, like when when the App Store launched, you know they let people have a minimum price of ninety nine cents, and that was actually kind of revolutionary at the time because because of credit card processing fees, most people wouldn't sell mobile software on the the, the channels that existed. There wasn't like a, a store that existed the way the App Store did on any other platform. But if you were to go to another place, you know, just just frankly, transaction fees would 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 
constitute that, you know, prices were, even for mobile apps, a certain amount. Like, I remember Palm Pilot software selling oh, for, yeah. like, you know, for, like, $30. Like, yep. and you you would buy it, like, at a store, and you'd get a CD, and then you would use a, a sync cable and transfer it from the CD to your, <laughs> your Palm Pilot before, um, you know, you had, like, internet access and things like that. Um, and, and so definitely, like, I remember the first wave of mobile apps, you know, you had, like, like, like $15, $20, $25 apps. And so when the App Store launched and there were some games, like I remember Super Mo- Monkey Ball was, was $10, that was kind of the high point. Um, and then what happened is that obviously prices went way down real quick because what people found was that there was this listing of, of the bestsellers list and, and that tended to be price-driven. And so people wanted to be on that list because that's what people were doing for discovery. And so they would, you know, they, they would do whatever they could to get the prices lower. But so I agree with you that, that it totally like, you know, set in motion people expecting things for less. But I would push back a little bit and say that, you know, there hadn't been conversations before and that there hadn't been, you know, aspects before where, where you have that. And like, like the, like Steam, you know, predates mm-hmm. the App Store. And, yeah. and people, some of that was starting to happen. You also, frankly, part of the, the, the problem, you know, um, w- w- with games in general and, and with the App Store in particular is that, like, in, this still exists to this day. Is it, It's only now kind of going to be formally given a, um, a, a way to exist is you didn't have free trials. So if you pay, you know, this was always the hard thing about, like, me kind of like growing up is, like, you, you buy a game based on the reviews, you know, that you read in a magazine or maybe the, the box art more than likely. And then mm-hmm. the game sucks, and you've spent $60 on this, and you can't do anything with it. And maybe you can go to, to, to GameStop and sell it back or whatever, but you're kind of stuck. <laughs> for a know? dollar, for Right, dollar. right, but, but you're yeah. kind of stuck. And, like, when I worked at the electronics boutique when I was in high school, that was, which is now GameStop, like, one of our, like, signature things was that you could return open games and within, within like, 10 days. And so, you know, people would, would use that as a way, you know, to kind of test things out, and that was cool. But most stores have a policy where it's open, you can't return it. Mm-hmm. And... With the app store, because it's digital, there was there's no returning it at all. So I kind of understand to a certain extent in, in the age of digital and, and download stuff why I mean I guess my argument would be I think that the the price definitely happened, like the 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 race to the bottom definitely happened because of the app store. But I'm not convinced that without the app store, things like Steam and 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 subsequent things wouldn't have forced that to happen anyway. No, I definitely agree with that. I think even if Apple didn't exist in another alternate timeline, I think we would have ended up at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think you can never say often enough, the reason like you've seen such a downward pressure for pricing in games is wealth inequality. Like yes. Most people just flat out don't have money today and they're barely getting by. And I think that's, yeah, like Christina, when you and I were growing up, or especially me, you know, a game was $60, $70. Yep. And it was worth that at the end of the life cycle because the only place you could buy it was Walmart and Electronics Boutique. I mean, you just didn't wow. see this in the same way. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, look, like anything else, it's good, it's bad. App Store has certainly given, uh, I think it's given younger developers a place to start, a oh, place yeah. to uh, like have top-tier dev tools. Like I think people don't understand how bad developer tools were before Apple brought out, uh, you know, like 
Xcode for the App Store. Like it was, yeah, no, it was we'll, so we'll, good. We're distributing yeah. it. Well, and I think it changed things. I mean, you, like you're talking about in games, and what I even think of like indie software, which I guess is is, is like my perspective. Like you know, sure. it was it was really hard for people to even figure out a way. Like I was saying before, to even sell an app. Now, games it's a whole other you know thing because at that point you didn't really have the the homebrew you know kind of movement. It existed a little bit you know with WiiWare, but but not much. You know, you basically had you know you have to buy these expensive dev kits if you even wanted to build an app like 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 a console game. You know, it was a huge investment, whereas the App Store is saying you need to have the same hardware that everybody else has and you can use this free, you know, Xcode software and then you pay us $100 a year and you can distribute it in the store and you can sell it and make money and yeah we'll take a cut but we're giving you all this stuff whereas before that you know you had to have you know um, a, a, an LLC of some sort you had to have a payment processor you had to have a website you had to have a way to distribute the licenses you had to have you know um, a, 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 um, a, a copyright protection system you know to, if, if you didn't want people to just immediately pirate all of your stuff you had all these other things that people don't think about when it comes to releasing an app or a game um, that that you know the app store fundamentally changed and and so it's funny because some people on Twitter were saying oh I think people don't care about design and development as much blah 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 what? I don't well, think that's <laughs> true well, at well, all. Well, I mean, think, well I mean I think that what they what they're trying to say is oh it's let all these people you know who aren't skilled enough into it and and my my argument with that would be I feel like the lowering the barrier to entry even if it does mean that you have more you know bad stuff also means that people who never would have had an opportunity to otherwise enter the industry of software development now have a shot, which is, to me, one of the biggest benefits of of the App Store. Like, Yeah, period. I absolutely agree with that. It's I definitely... I I think we got a lot. I did not expect this to be like as heated and nuanced <laughs> yeah. a topic as it turned out to be. But heated. like, it's not I mean, heated. I think we're, we're in agreement. But yeah, yeah. yeah but it, yeah. No, like, I mean... I, emo- yeah, I know what you mean. Not, yeah. Emotional. Like, Emotional, yeah. I I just want to say I think I think in-app purchases and fun pain has been the worst trend in game design ever. I think it's fundamentally harmed the game industry and game yeah. design as a whole. So, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Although I, although again, I would I would blame Facebook on that because they started it and it didn't originally in-app purchases didn't come to the app store for a couple of years. So it was actually Facebook and Farmville and the Zynga model on the desktop that that. I, I blame for that, frankly. But as with everything, we can point the finger at Facebook at the end of the day. That's Honestly, right. And that's, that's all that's I really right. ask for any topic on this show. That's right. This ah. episode of Rocket is brought to you by Pingdom. Woo. Pingdom is the company who offer uptime monitoring and web performance management. You're more familiar with Pingdom than you might think because Pingdom are helping keep your favorite websites online. Think of a website. Do you have, are you picturing the website in your head? Yes. Or perhaps it's a service. Evernote, BuzzFeed, Netflix, Imager. If you've used any of those sites recently and not run into terrible, disastrous problems, you may have Pingdom to thank for that. Websites are pretty sophisticated and they have many different moving parts. So you've got contact forms, uh, you could have commerce checkouts, logins, search functionality, loads more things. Pingdom lets you check the availability of all of those functions. And Pingdom isn't just about getting a message when your entire site goes down. Hmm. It's too late. If the entire site is down, they care about the important interactions people have on your site. So like that search box that I was mentioning earlier, is that not working? You should know. 
It's so easy to get started with Pingdom. All Pingdom needs is the URL that you want to monitor and they take care of the rest. So you can go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now to get a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Check out that service. And then when you sign up at the end of 14 days, use the offer code ROCKET at checkout to get a massive 30% off of your first invoice. Once again, that's pingdom, P-I-N-G-D-O-M dot com slash RelayFM for the trial. And then the code is ROCKET. Thank you so much, Pingdom, for your support of the show and Relay FM. Woo! Yeah! Well, um, I, b- b- before we go on to the next topic, I just looked it up, and the first app that I ever downloaded from the App Store oh my God. was Facebook. Wow. <laughs> you were so on the ball, Christina. It was, I, I, like I, I hate to say this, it was actually a revolutionary mobile app. Um, yeah, Joe Hewitt uh, d- designed yeah. it and, and the, the stuff that he did for the first few versions before he, he was early on the Facebook is, is going evil and I'm quitting train. Um, but he, he does, he came up with some user interface paradigms that ended up basically like, like design patterns, basically like set the stage for certain types of mobile apps for the next couple of years. Anyway, can we, that, can we do something we, fun we actually, because this is very, so if you have gone into the app store on your iPhone and looked at your purchased apps, the ones that are not installed on your phone, find the most embarrassing app that you've downloaded in your, your history of having an iPhone. Yours mm. is definitely not Facebook, Christina. No, no, it's 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 either IMT Pain, which um, oh, although you know that was a that fun was game, an awesome app. A- yeah. Actually, that was an awesome app, and actually, that's from the Ocarina guys. No, it would be a Tap Tap Nickelback, uh, <gasps> like the, um, and, and I, I, I don't like Nickelback, but I was I was asked to write about it, and so I wound up, um, yeah, and then I actually got yelled at at Mashable because. I, you know, the whole Mashable thing, I had just started working there and the whole Ma- Mashable ethos was like to be nice. And so I didn't want to be like, an, uh, you know, make fun of it too much, even though I desperately wanted to make fun of it. <laughs> and and then they were like, why didn't you make fun of this? And I was like, because I, I didn't think that was it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I think mine might be the Skylanders Battlecast Cards to Life game. Or maybe it's Peach. <laughs> I I am proud of every app decision I've ever made. I just stick by them all. I'm proud uh, of you. One of them. Yes. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. Yeah, no, I've made so many bad ones. I'm just going through right now. There's a Facebook Live of me deleting apps off my phone because I had so many installed. Oh, uh, Tap Tap Glee. That was a that was another Tap Tap game. Why, why I had the Glee version? Um, <sighs> oh, I had all the uh, the um, at the K-pop rhythm games on my oh, phone, my those. iPad actually. Wow, I, I think those. the first app I downloaded might have been Super Junior Shake, uh, which is a fantastic game. And apparently I can't re-download it. I don't know if that's not because it's not on. Yep, it needs no, to be updated to work bit. with iOS 11. So No, yeah, it needs, to be, it needs to be a 64-bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. no, I have. I'm um, looking through. Uh, I'm going to transition um, us into the next topic yes. now. So <laughs> AT&T has uh, entered a partnership with our favorite mixed reality developer, I shouldn't say it in that words. I should use my sarcasm font. Magic Leap. AT&T has entered into a partnership with Magic Leap, uh, who also finally demoed their first headset this week. They did a demonstration announced, on Twitch. And announced that it's going to be shipping, although they didn't tell us when. They didn't say when or how much. 
and summer's half over. But listen, there if you go with the loose definition of summer, they have till the end of September to ship that thing. Or if you go by the Apple definition of soon, it could be a year from now. It could be any time. It could be any second. The Magic Leap could somehow ship. Um, So yeah, like you said, there's no price yet. But so they have finally demoed there for the headset. Um, And unfortunately, it kind of looks as disappointing as we had suspected it would be. And I want to say that I I feel bad. I feel like this is not the fault of any specific person working on Magic Leap. I feel like this is the fault of their company for not allowing any transparency and really talking that thing up. Uh Because like what they showed is it's fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have a different opinion though. I have a different opinion though. Okay. So I think it's important to remember this isn't a consumer demo we're looking at. This is a developer demo that we're looking at. So what I see when I look at this is smoother uh, plane detection than anything I've seen, certainly with iOS hardware. Uh, You know, maybe, I mean, certainly not as good as like, you know, an HTC Vive, which figures it out ahead of time. But I see it like detecting planes in real time and doing a not half bad job with gestures. I mean, I just see a beta test there that's intended to communicate to developers what the hardware is capable of. Sure. I don't I don't like look at that and see this is a reason for someone to go buy a Magic Leap. But the very fact that this is the first look that's people what I was are gonna getting get at. at. Yeah, this is what I was going to get at because I'm with mistake. you. Yeah, I, I I feel like from a technical level, I feel I feel like there's some probably really impressive stuff, and I feel like for as much money as they've raised, there has to be something more than just like magic beans. There, you know what I mean? Like people have had to see something that has really impressed them to give them this much money. But for this to be the first public thing we see, that that to me, whether it's you know meant for consumers or not, is is irrelevant. They put this on Twitch. They're clearly trying to kind of you know uh, they they want regular people to tune into this. That's a big problem, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, when Apple brings out new hardware, what did they do? They go out, they talk to Epic, they put them under NDAs. I mean, you've read these stories, Christina. Exactly. They will get a fucking Mac Pro trash can. And they will bring it over to Pixel Logic, um, and they will make them lock it in a safe yep. with a fan in it to like disperse heat. And then they will let them work on it quietly under NDA, and then they will show the fruits of it at a press conference. That's the approach Magic Leap should have taken here. Um, also, or like, or we, they should yeah, have started showing stuff, or they could have started to show stuff off earlier, so that when you do this. You, you don't have this huge buildup where it's so secretive and then this is what you see. I think you either have right. to be more transparent in the buildup and, and and kind of showing this is what our ultimate vision is and this is the process, or you have to go the whole like iPad, nobody had any idea what it was going to look like or what the software demos were going to be. And then, you know, they show it off at a press conference. Like you can't do this, you know, in the middle thing. That yeah, I agree. Like I think, I think what they showed is only disappointing in comparison to all the hype that is built up around it. And I realize that's a flawed way to be looking at it. And like you said, this wasn't an Apple keynote, like for consumers saying that this is our product, come buy it. 
But after everything that they've said and all of the marketing that was like with the giant whale leaping through the floor that was incredibly high def and, and not real, like that that for this to be the first thing that they show, it is a big letdown, I think. And I think it can be exciting for developers, but also just like a poorly managed publicity campaign at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, what's up with the AT&T forming a partnership with them? I cannot figure this the frack out because yeah. no one's going to wear these goggles in real life. I don't care. I don't no, care. They're not. I mean, I, I, I eschew your judgment because I have self-esteem. But <laughs> normal people are not no, going to see not. this and go, I want to look like that. Like, no, no, they're not. not. Yeah. N- not only that, but it's one of those interesting things where, like, you know, HoloLens is 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 doing really well um, in the um, uh, the enterprise kind of space, you know. So, so you have a lot of businesses who who use it, whether you know they they're they're even like um, official kind of like hard hat uh, things made for for people you know who are wearing HoloLens who are on construction sites, and and you could almost see in those situations how like having you know LTE or whatever would be a benefit, right? But this is a consumer product, presumably a gaming thing. And so the only way this makes sense, I guess, I mean, like we all made fun of the, or, you know, yeah, we did. We all made fun of the, the original switch ad that showed like all the places you could play your switch, but I'll be damned. I've, I'll be (laughs) damned. I, I, if I haven't done half of those, they got us good. They really they did really because, like, <laughs> I was going to say, because, like, I've been in the airport, I've been at work, I've been just, like, on a bus, like, I've, like, with, sitting next I to some stranger that. and we both have and we both have switches and I'm like, let's play Mario Kart. Like, you know, yep. it, it, it's a, I haven't been at a basketball court, but I could. Like, that's come true. But I'm with you, Brie. Like, this is not the sort of thing where we're going to be, like, at the, you know, at the basketball court with our magic leaps. So Take my cool the goggles only thing- and my light pack. Down exactly. to the, the court, shoot some virtual ball. I, I think you could pull off Magic Leap goggles, Simone. I think of you course, could Simone make them look could, But yeah. I am not yeah. Simone the really everyman. Could. No, that's just true. But uh, the rest of us are, no, but but, but Simone totally could. <laughs> but I wonder, I, I wonder if the only reason they're doing this is because this is the only way they can get the price down. Like, yeah. I, I I don't know, um, it, but it seems like a weird partnership on two levels. It, it, it seems like a weird partnership because I don't understand the you know um, uh, importance of connectivity at this stage. You know of like you know uh, LTE, um, especially since AT and T you know charges so much for service. And then on the secondary part, I don't understand if this is a constant strategy from AT and T's side. I don't get I don't get it either. So I don't. I'm with you. I have no idea how this happened other than. AT&T is like, shoot, you know, we just spent $185 billion, but let's, uh, let's invest some more money and in, in some more stuff to try to, to try to be relevant while, while we're busy, um, planning to, to ruin HBO, uh, a very oh, profitable God. business while, oh. while, we're, while we're preparing to ruin HBO, let's, let's just invest in some other stuff too. Cause we clearly just, you know, um, don't respect investments anyway. That's, that's my tangent Whoever on the HBO is in charge of raising money for Magic Leap has the greatest resume probably oh, yeah. I can imagine of all time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Like that person, yeah. I want them on my side. Uh, <laughs> I want to touch briefly on the the light pack. So I I don't have the full details on this, but uh, I remember last time we talked about Magic Leap, the processor was in like an ungainly backpack, 
And now this art, the CNBC piece about the AT&T merger says it's a small computer that you wear on your hip. Um, so it sounds like they did manage to refine uh, the the weight of the the processor and and how large and unwieldy that was before. So that's cool. Yeah, no, I mean it it looks dumb as hell, but it certainly <laughs> looks Listen. better. I mean, it does. It looks. I mean, part of it also was the model that they used. Like, guy, I'm sure is very smart and very cool, but like, really, you're gonna have like the guy in like the deadhead like uniform, like. I don't know. It's just the whole the whole Twitch stream was a disaster, in my opinion. But yeah, like you, you look you look dumb as hell, but it, it it doesn't have a stupid backpack. Like it could actually w- look worse. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. <laughs> Anyone with details. That's, oh, yeah, yeah, go on. That's their marketing slogan. It could actually look worse. <laughs> I mean, no, this is what I don't understand. Okay, this is, yeah, I really mean this, Christina. Like help me understand this because you're smart. <laughs> Oculus came out and it bombed like a mofo, right? Yeah. Like anyone in this freaking space needs to be looking at Oculus and going, okay, what did they do very wrong so we can make sure that we don't repeat those mistakes? And what did they do wrong? They didn't have uh, the touch hardware ready to go at launch. They never really had a killer app for it. They never really brought in uh, first part, you know, first party developers to bring mm-hmm. out like gotta have apps for it. And it was just a slow trickle out that was terrible. So why this is why I don't understand. Why are they putting out a Twitch stream? I can only assume like they're not having a developer preview of this to get people working with it where my friend like Nicole Lazaro is like watching it along with the rest of us. You'd think they'd be paying Nicole like millions of dollars to develop stuff for this. Uh, totally. Mm-hmm. Why totally. are you, they doing this? Or, or you would think that their demo, if they were going to do that on Twitch, which wouldn't necessarily be a bad place to do it, it would be completely geared at game developers. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be whatever this thing was, which which reminded me of, of one of the OnePlus launch events, which actually was done in VR on a uh, um, one of the, the Galaxy, on the Google VR thing. And it was, it was a live stream. And it was really dumb. Um, and uh, I watched it at 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> um, and, and blogged it. Um, this is uh, Ray Wong and I did because we were masochists. Um, and uh, yeah, but, you know, it reminded me of that. It was just really you know, like not well, well done in that respect. And I was like, okay, but if you had made this completely aimed at game developers, yeah, then that might be something that could kind of encourage people. Yeah. I still, but what, looking at this, like I still have no idea what the big breakthrough feature of this is going to be. Why anybody should be interested in this. Why as a developer, someone should invest in the hardware that they're going to need on top of, you know, the, the development kit to build things for this. Like, I still don't have any answers to any of those questions other than everyone keeps saying that the technology is revolutionary and breakthrough and and unbelievable and okay, cool, but what am I going to do with it? Because as you said, Oculus, which in my opinion was one of the most impressive demos I've ever seen in my yep. life and it was a yep. real thing and, and I yep. saw like 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 the, uh, I, I think like the uh one of their first step kits. It was. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the the DK two release or whatever they'd done. It was. It was right before that. But but it wasn't like the very first thing that came out. Um, it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. I saw it. At, you know, in back room at CES, and if and that was a legit ready. You know, for 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 developers kind of thing, and they were still working on stuff. This is before Facebook bought them. That was genuinely impressive. And as you said, that flopped. 
this doesn't have anything that's, you know, at least with with Oculus, when I had it on and I saw it, I was like, okay, this is really cool. This mm-hmm. could be something. Whereas I still don't know what to think of Magic Leap except, you know, for the for the Stephen Levy, you know, um, uh, wired, you know, article um, that, you know, said a lot of big words and, and, and pontificated on the possibilities, but didn't show us any photos or let us know why, you know, why they've raised so much money and, and, and why so many companies have invested in them and, and including it, it appears, you know, AT&T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good luck. I'm Good confused. Luck. We're rooting for you. This episode Are of we? Rocket. We oh I okay. Hmm. <laughs> I I would like to see mixed reality I'm not products against succeed. Them. I don't like anything about the way their campaign has been handled so far. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is a meal kit delivery service that includes everything you need to cook delicious gourmet meals. That you can feel good about. Green Chef sends premium organic ingredients and imaginative new recipes each week. And they have different meal plans that include things like paleo, vegan, vegetarian. You can be on a keto diet, gluten-free meals, omnivorous meals, carnivore meals. Green (laughs) Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit delivery service. And each ingredient is thoughtfully sourced. It's journey tracked from planting to plating, and recipes include pre-made sauces, dressings, and spices, so you get more flavor in less time. So they sent me a box. Uh, I chose to get uh, gluten-free because I wanted, I'm not gluten-free in regular life, but I was like, okay, I want to test, like, what is this specific thing going to be like? So I got a gluten-free box, and actually just tonight I made these, like, rosemary spice blend beef patties and then i had roasted sweet potatoes uh there was an aioli that i put on the beef patties and then also a delicious salad that had chard and radish and dried figs and then a like lemon a lemon balsamic blend which was freaking delicious and one of my favorite things about this actually because i've been super tired all week and the I I had to chop the radishes and the figs, but the potatoes, which were like the most time-consuming thing, came pre-chopped, which I was super excited about. So that was the thing that had to cook the longest. So all I had to do was just like put those in the oven. And then as soon as I did that, it was like, oh, everything everything else about this is just going to be so much, so much simpler. So I really enjoyed that, like just like taking out the chopping of that one thing was just like, thank you. Thank you for doing this to me. <laughs> and it was delicious also. It and sounds I have really good. It sounds oh really good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm jealous that you got it because I totally would have cooked this. I found <laughs> some time to cook it. I, I wouldn't have cooked, but I might have been able to make uh, my husband cook it for me. So <laughs> lucky. Uh, no, but but I I I, I like that uh, that they have these these options because that's always difficult with, with some of these kit things if you have certain dietary. Yeah, needs. totally. True story. I'm so excited. I so I have like a barbecue chicken thing. I think for another day, maybe tomorrow, and then uh, there's also some tacos. Shoot, I'm forgetting what's in them. There is mushroom and something else. Um, So okay, with Green Chef's premium organic ingredients, you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table, which is something that I, I I like to feel good about. 
when I can feel good about it and then like to feel all-consuming guilt about when I can't feel good about it. Um, And of course, it is easy because of their different options to maintain a specialty diet while also enjoying exciting new options. And let me tell you, I was literally so glad because I had been something because of the Fortnite thing because there's that Fortnite burger that's in the desert that's opening and so yes. ever since that burger appeared i've been craving burgers and then my box <laughs> arrived and i was like these are burgers these are my beef patties they of course i did not have a bun because it was a gluten-free box i didn't care about the bun i was not in it for the bun i was in it for the delicious burger meat and that is what i got and i have like three more patties that I'm going to be eating for the rest of the week. And I am extremely excited about it. So thank you for that burger. I do feel great about eating it and how it got to my table. It appeared in front of my doorstep and that was a blessing. So to get $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash rocket. That is again, G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F greenchef.us slash rocket to get $50 off your first box of Green Chef. Thank you so much, Green Chef, for your support of Rocket and Relay FM. Yeah, it really was really delicious. The salad. I really enjoy the salad. So they, like, obviously they give the instructions for, like, yeah, prepare all this food and then this is how you can plate it and it will look beautiful. And I, a beast, like, Every, the potatoes were in the oven, the patties were cooking, and I was horfing that salad down because I was so hungry. I was just like, I, I don't need to plate it. It's just for me. It's for me alone. You're seating out the bowl like a yes, Tyrannosaurus I did eat it Rex. Out of the bowl. Like, it was delicious, and I had no regrets. Yeah, that would have looked even more awesome if you're wearing magic leap goggles while you did it. It would have been. They could have made the salad look like, yeah. like something like gold like it was made of gold instead of made of charred surface go so microsoft hey i'm excited disclaimer Uh, so of course christina works for microsoft but microsoft has announced a new extra portable surface called the surface go 10 inches uh the base model will be 399 with 64 gigabytes of internal storage and four gigabytes of ram uh and it's essentially a chromebook competitor and it looks sleek as heck. You know, ethical disclosure before we go, like, we just want to ethically disclose this. We all got calls in the middle of the night from Christina, and she has said, like, Steve Ballmer says cover this. So we had to <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah, just yes, ethical yeah. disclosure. A- ethical disclosure. That. Steve yes. Ballmer, our, 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 our former <laughs> CEO. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I also want to want to note, even though the price starts at three ninety nine, that's a little bit of a misnomer because you're going to want to use this thing with a keyboard. Keyboard and, that's and stylus, which do not it, come with it. Right. Yeah. The stylus, I think, is probably some people would want it. Some people wouldn't. Uh, that's more of kind of like the Apple Pencil. That's more of like a optional. The keyboard's going to be a definite. And that's either $100 or $120, uh, depending on what model you get. So add that into your, uh, you know, your your calculation if, if you're looking at getting something like this. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is this What is has sexy. you excited about it, uh, Brie? Well, you know, I think... The, the the iPad Pro keyboard, it just sucks. Let's just be honest about that. Um, I found my first gen one, it just stopped working with my iPad Pro at a certain point. 
it's just it's it's not a good experience. Uh, I look at this keyboard, and yeah, obviously I'll have to use it to evaluate it, but it it looks like it has a lot of potential there. It looks like it's made out of really sturdy, ah. uh, usable material, but it's the size of it more than anything. Like my favorite MacBook ever is the 11 inch uh, MacBook Air, and this is like that really small form factor and. When you see the pictures in the article about the new Surface and you see like a woman carrying in this really cute bag, I mean, you know, that's a valid need. I would love to have the ability to carry around like a Windows laptop like that. I think it would just rock. Yeah, no, I'm with you because I'm in this place where I kind of want a, you know, I've said this, I want like a rose gold MacBook, um, but uh, it's it's outdated at this point, and I don't want to get the 2017 model knowing that a 2018 model is going to come. I also, and this is a slight quibble I have with with this model too, but not as much because it's much less expensive. Um, the um, uh, it doesn't have Thunderbolt three, and and it only has one port. And so I look at something like you know, but but I I want it primarily for like its size, so I could travel with like a full you know computer. And um, I have an iPad Pro. Um, I like my iPad Pro. I know you I know plenty of people do full computing on an iPad Pro. I personally cannot use that as a replacement for my main computer. Could I um if I'm going on vacation, take it with me and do, you know, everything I need to do and 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 watch all my movies and access the web and do email and all that stuff? Sure. But if I'm going to be doing any sort of writing, if I'm going to be doing, you know, any sort of, um, uh, you know, anything in a text editor, um, if I'm making any sort of presentation stuff as, as, as good as, um, you know, Keynote is on the iPad, it's just not going to be the right thing for me. It's just not. Um, and so then I'm looking at, okay, well, I'm, I need, you know, a, a Mac or a Windows machine and, and the MacBook, which is outdated at this point, in my opinion, and overpriced, uh, which is really my kind of concern. I'm not pleased with that. Um, and I, I don't like the Chromebook because it's just Chrome. So this could be a good solution because, like you said, I could like fit this in my my purse and have a full computer to play with on the plane. I don't know the cuteness factor. There's, as I said on Twitter, there's no, I have no real re- need for this, but yet I really want one. That's exactly how I feel. Um, I guess I could justify it for Peckle because Peckle's about Ooh. to stop. Working Whoa. on like Whoa. Yeah. emergency. <laughs> no, for real. I, I is Peggle. Yo, Peggle. Ah, oh. you don't understand, Pop. Simone. I, I love put in I mean, these four thousand hours into that game. You know, I I really do believe I'm one of the best Peggle players in the entire entire planet. That is how much time I put into it. So this is a real need. Like I, I keep my skills up for this game. No one else plays anymore. <laughs> Very important. I agree. I agree. Any final thoughts? I just, I want to say, sorry, I have a final thought. Wow. I'll I'll say my brief final thought and then you can go into your larger summing up final thought. I am excited to try the keyboard because uh, it said in the the wired piece, I believe that it's scissor switch, which is what keyboards, uh, Mac keyboards were before the butterfly switches came along, but that the travel is less than the current macbooks which is intriguing to me and i, I want to know because we've had so many complaints about those freaking butterfly switch keyboards i i'm curious uh to check that out see how it feels yeah um i mean many. i imagine that i mean what they said is it seems similar to the existing surface uh pro and so in that case um i mean it, it it's good it's not going to be as 
good, I think, as like the old, you know, MacBook Pros of yore. Um, but it's certainly for this type of device. I mean, in my opinion, uh, I honestly feel like it's a better keyboard than what you get, like, say, on the iPad Pro. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in, in, in your uh, your take on that, too. When when The Verge gets theirs, you should check it out. I'll and steal it. Um, yeah, steal it. I, I might actually buy one to do some sort of review of sorts slash gifts to my husband who has killed his Mac. Um, oh. And yeah, I mean, it's his own fault. He spilled stuff on it and that's that's on him, but he needs something. And so I might, I don't know, might, might do a, a two for one thing there. I don't know. <laughs> Your I, final I, thought, I Bri? Yeah, I was just going to say, technology catches on in the mainstream when you make technology that appeals to women. I absolutely believe this. This is the iPhone caught on. It's the reason the MacBook like became like a, a household item. When you transcend that particular hump and you have like, you know, just normal women wanting to go out and buy it, I mm-hmm. think that's where the real success is. Um, let's be honest, like the surface to this point has been kind of a niche product that has yeah, it certainly caught on with a certain amount of techies, but I think this really could be the Surface product that really catapults that line from being a kind of a, a business gadget to something like you would see a lot more in airports and planes. And yeah. I think that's I why so. I expect, I hope so too. I expect this to do well. Well, I expect magic leap to fail miserably because no woman except for us <laughs> would ever be seen in public with that stuff on. So, uh, yeah, I think this is, it's a really exciting, uh, move for Microsoft. All right. Let's talk about some Mario tennis. Oh. What is up? So for dessert this week, we're going to talk about some switch games that we super duper enjoy. I think Mario Tennis uh, is top on that list right now. We just had a tournament of it at Polygon last Friday. Um, We streamed it on Twitch. That it is extremely, extremely fun and immediately accessible. Yeah, no, it's really good. And it's funny because I haven't been a huge fan historically of the Mario Tennis series. Like, um, I think the first one, I mean, there was one obviously for the Nintendo don't believe there was a Super Nintendo one. Although, to be clear, I really love tennis video games. I just haven't loved the Mario series as much. Like, Mario uh, Tennis 64 was was okay, um, but it came out, like, around the same time that the Dreamcast came out, and then there was Virtua Tennis, which is, to me, still, like, the best tennis game of all time. Yeah. But, uh, and, and, I, and I, you know, and obviously, like, you know, uh, on the Wii, it was okay. I mean, that, that was fun because it had, like, that, you know, like, aspect you know of like mm-hmm. you know moving your body but i love this this is just this is like so fun like so fun what i love about this game is mechanically this is a fighting game yes this yeah, is, is, <laughs> i think wrote that which is which is so true yeah you're dead on it's a fighting it, game it's a fighting game that very brilliantly doesn't require you to learn hadoukens or you know like where your frame rate advantages with different zoning attacks. It's none of that. It's a fighting game boiled down to some really bare essentials. And to me, like what makes Peckle one of the greatest games of all time is someone with no skill whatsoever can pick it up, 
can learn it very quickly and then will win some of the time versus the best player in the world because there's chance involved. Mario Tennis, it has a high level of, like there's a high level game there of when you use drop shots, lob shots, when you use top spin, but you don't need to know all that stuff to play and compete with it. So I've had so much freaking fun with my husband playing this game, even though there's a huge skill gap between us. What? Sorry. I was copy pasting the review of Mario Tennis Aces from Polygon into our yeah. show notes. Um, yeah. And then I went to DM someone an extremely important link to a story on them.us today mm. uh which was about a man who ended up in the emergency room after uh puncturing his like a uh, throat or something by <laughs> um engaging in oral pleasure with an appendage that was too large i saw that stuff oh, but oh i pasted the polygon link <laughs> instead of that link <laughs> as the uh the, the source of that story it is a very good story he's fine he is fine and he's the smile on his face is oh fine. yeah oh god oh he my god the, let's talk the, about mario tennis though because we're yes, a family we are talking show. about mario yes. tennis <laughs> yeah like i and i found myself excited to <laughs> explore those more complicated options like i i for i ruined i ruined uh, one of my rounds when I was trying to do like a trick shot or something because I didn't know how to use it properly. But even without that, I was able to like do okay in the tournament up until the point when I friggin' bombed. Uh, and yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. It's it's a fighting game. And I, some people have expressed disappointment over it not being a more in-depth sports RPG. And yeah, I hear that again. the single player is very disappointing. But as yeah. a party game, like it is, it's the Wii Sports sort of spiritual successor we've wanted. Totally. And the thing is, I think we can all agree, like at least in my opinion, like if you want that type of game, Mario Tennis has never been your jam. Like this is like Smash meets tennis. You know what I right. mean? Like, yeah. like which is the perfect thing. And as you say, it's the perfect party game. Yeah, I've had to play it single player quite a bit. And and so I don't love that. I'm looking forward to like online play and stuff. But um, yeah. I uh, I definitely I I did play with somebody on the connector last week. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. So, yeah. That's great. That, yeah, we were totally just like sitting in the back of the bus, like playing, you know, aces with one another, and people were kind of staring. It was I was very happy with that. That was fine with me. What a delight, uh, Brianna. You said you were excited for Octopath Traveler, right? Yes. Okay. So just to give Rocket listeners a little bit of background, um, you know. One of the reasons Christine and I have been so excited about the Super Nintendo Classic coming out is it has some of the greatest games ever released ever on it. Ever, like we, ever. Ever. We talked about like in-app purchases and how it's destroyed game design earlier in the show. Well, if you go back to Final Fantasy IV or Final Fantasy VI, you know, this is an era before it was like pay 99 cents to speed up this time mechanic to upgrade your sword, all that Sorry. Um, <laughs> like, like those are the greatest games ever made. Octopath Traveler is a Square Enix game that takes 
all the beauty of the 16-bit era, and it just puts like the littlest bit of paint on it. So you've got uh, 16-bit, you know, uh, pixel graphics, just beautiful. But then it's in like a, a slightly 3D world with like beautiful painterly effects on top of it with lighting. It is it is really the very best of the 16-bit era, just modernized a little bit. Uh, there's a three-hour demo out that you can play. I, I did it. I loved it. I got hyper-addicted to it. Uh, and the full game releases in two days. So uh, as far as like Switch games or really game on any system, this is what I'm looking forward to the most by far. Hey, this was this totally was not on my radar, and now it it kind of is. I I'm so excited because I know one of the things we were concerned about when the Switch first launched was like, what's gonna be on it? It hasn't been a problem for me at all. Like since I got my Switch, which was uh, granted only in Christmas, but like I I have not felt uh, a lack of games on this system, and I it's so good and i i hate that i am still i hurt my hands extremely badly (laughs) um from playing zelda for six hours straight uh which i shouldn't have done uh and now i have to wear a wrist brace and i'm not supposed to play games for a while but uh unfortunately i will have to play games because it is my job um but all i want to do is keep playing switch games so thanks nintendo you can pay my medical bills seriously yeah, no, I mean, honestly, we, we we made it, like, the Switch was universally, like, our best thing of, of 2017, mm-hmm. like, thing that we bought. And I have to say, like, it's continued. Other than AirPods, there hasn't been anything that I've purchased that I feel like I've gotten, like, my money's worth with, like, more in years. Yeah, yeah I have I zero would, Switch I regrets. With that. I would agree with that. Can I tell about one more game I'm yeah, really sure. looking forward to? Of course. Uh, two days from now, or one day when Rocket listeners listen to this, Captain Toad, the remaster comes out. This is such a freaking good game. So it starts with Toadette like getting captured and Captain Toad like has to go save her. And like I start playing that and I've got like feminist rage and I'm like, yet another game where the blah, 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 blah. But then you like beat the first few chapters and then it's flipped around and Captain Toad is stolen and then Toadette has to go save him and then it does it again and then it flips around again. That's so, hilarious. From a feminist point of view, I love this game. It's so good. It's like one of these games, it's like a, a puzzle. It's like a 3D spatial logic puzzle where you're trying to like get through the um, get through the environment and figure out switches and where to go. Um, I just, I absolutely love this game. It's, it's amazing. And that's going to be re-released on switch in two days with extra levels. So that should be like a, just, just get it period. Mm -hmm. This is one of those ones that because I didn't have a Wii U, I've just been waiting. I have been hiding my time and my time is now. There were so many reasons that I almost bought a Wii U and I'm so glad. (laughs) <laughs> because all the good stuff like is has come to the switch or is coming to the switch and it was like <sighs> <laughs> finally breathe a, a sigh of relief well no because it was just always it was just clear that like it was only one half of the way there and and you know it's like if you're gonna do the portable thing actually make it really portable don't do this you know halfway mm-hmm. thing it's Mm-hmm. It, it it's the to, to to go back to our um our, our second topic it's um the um um 
magic leap problem. You've got to like choose. You've got to either go all in or, you know, like don't bother. I don't know. I love it. What are you up to this week, Christina? I just doing some stuff with work and, uh, but not too much actually. Um, speaking of, you're talking about the, uh, the, um, Super NES Classic Edition Brie. And since those things are back out, I haven't looked at the hacking community um, for that in um, a few months. Like I think probably since like December or, or November probably. And uh, there have been some advancements that have been made on the um, hacking side. There's now a community edition of Hackshi. And so I got obsessed with that. And then I got obsessed with uh, getting the right ROM collection and some other things and, and doing some other things to my um, uh, Super NES Classic Editions. And so uh, that's consumed some of my time, but that is, uh, yeah. What did they, they upgrade with Hatchy? So it's just, um, it, it, it does some things better now, makes, uh, I think, recovering a little bit easier. You can now use external USB storage, which is really huge. So... Uh, you know, if you want to have more ROMs um, and uh, obviously, you know, get, uh, you know, you can use uh, different versions of um, it, it, when you're using RetroArch, you can, you know, choose different BIOSes uh, to, to pick and whatnot. And um, there's more customizations. I mean, there's not a ton of like, like if yours is working, there's no reason to upgrade from the old one. But I was just like, you know, I was just on Reddit and it was just one of those <laughs> things where I was just like, ooh, this is, I couldn't sleep. And then I was like, well, this is what I'm going to do now. So what about you, Brie? Uh, I am working on getting elected. <laughs> so hey, uh, yeah, you're yeah, walking no, around in the hot, I, hot heat. I, I try to think of something fun to say. That's not because it's every week. It's like I'm working to get elected. Like that's what I'm doing. Um, I am working on a project right now to turn my boxer, my classic 986 20-year-old boxer into the Danger One from Danger Girl. So if you've ever read the Danger Girl comic book, she drives a classic boxer with like nitrous and turbo boost ejector seats and all of that. And I'm working to, I'm thinking about a big project where I change the car into that. And uh, I don't know, Christina, like, because uh, Patrick George is a mutual friend. We've talked about yeah. having him on the show. I don't yeah, know. I think we should. I, I think I'm going to do this as like my get my sanity back project after this election is over. Yeah. And then send it on over to uh, Jalapnik. I think you should. And and, and uh, I, I think that they would like love that. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that sounds awesome. Be a lot of fun. I totally support that. <laughs> and you what uh what am i doing this week uh i have of course we're doing a fort Fortnite season five is happening <laughs> oh god with the Fortnite stuff is just bonkers uh burgers and llamas aside so we are doing a Fortnite stream on friday which is when i'm of course breaking my no games rule um and we're doing it on the switch because Fortnite's on the Switch now, because the Switch is the best console ever. Um, it is. I mean, it's and been on you the... can play against, and you can play cross platform on the Switch. Sorry, yeah, PS4, with PC and suckers. Xbox. It's great. I know. It um, is great. Well, that's a whole like that whole uh, Sony account debacle is a whole other thing that I am currently wrestling with um, as a person who was playing on PlayStation. Kill me. <laughs> um, but yeah, well. I've, one person streaming from PC and the rest of us are going to be joining in on Switch and it's going to be a friggin' delight. Um, so that's what I'm doing. You can watch that at twitch.tv slash polygon. And that's pretty much my plans. Uh, I'm going to be enjoying 
some well-earned downtime with this cat that is, exists in my apartment who's, now. Whose cat is this? Yeah, I was going to ask. Whose cat Did is this? Did you just find one in an alley? Just picked is it, it up someone and said, I'll cat? take care of this. Uh, my friend Maggie yeah. just moved to New York, uh, and she's looking for an apartment. And while she's doing that, I am taking care of the cat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He's very, he's very good. He is probably the best cat that I, a non-cat person, could have. I was gonna. I was gonna ask because, like, I I'm not a cat person, and so um, I, I had to cat sit for someone once, and I'm never doing that again. I'm fine I'm being so at someone's sorry. house. I, I'm I'm fine staying with someone if they have a cat, but I will never cat sit for another person ever. What so was wrong I'm with glad it? That, uh, uh, the, the the cat uh, got into some of my clothes and clawed things, and then like. <sighs> I, I had stuff on my dresser and like got through my jewelry. It was just, it was not a good experience. I am deathly allergic to cats. Like I like cats. They're cute. I love cat videos, but they make my eyes violently get red and like severe allergic reaction yeah. to them. So yeah, I will my, never do that. That is extremely bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, my, my dad gets like swollen swollen like yep. if he's in the same room yep. like he has to like we're in the same vicinity like he like you know his fingers um you know throat all kinds of things start to swell Jeez. so we never had cats growing up but uh yeah no but 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 Avery sounds like a good cat so that's good and and he hasn't destroyed any of you or your roommates things so that's a positive that is, that was my number one concern and he has not destroyed anything uh, my last experience with the cat was also it just involved him like purposefully going places that I didn't want him to go and then knocking over things that shouldn't have been knocked over. Avery doesn't do that. He does like to, Maggie told me he likes to put his paw in glasses of water and just leave it there. Um, so far, he hasn't done that to me. <laughs> but as far as uh, transgressions go, that's kind of a hilarious one. So I'm okay with it. Um, anyway, so that's what I'm up to this week. Spending time with Avery, making sure neither of us die of heat death. Uh, Brianna, where can we find you online? I can find me at uh, Space Cat Gal on Twitter machine. If you want to support my congressional campaign, you can do that by going to supportbrianna.com. Hey, what about you, Christina? You can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, um, what haves yous. And if you want to see the videos that I do at work, you can uh, go to uh, youtube.com slash Microsoft developer. Heck yeah. And you can find me on the bird machine at Doom Quasar. Uh, hopefully that will still be my Fortnite username after the end of tonight. Or maybe it won't be. We'll find out. Thanks, Sony. Um, and you can find me on youtube.com slash polygon and twitch.tv slash polygon where I do the things with my face. It's very fun. Um, I also have a couple events coming up this summer, but I'll talk about those next week. They're for my other show. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rocket. If you enjoyed it, please do remember to rate it on Apple Podcasts. Um and share it with a friend if they're curious about something like Magic Leap or remembering the gross old apps that they used to download. Oh, and if you have a, a, an old app that you're like super embarrassed about or you think is hilarious, uh, tell us about it. Tell, tweet it yes. at the Rocket Twitter uh, and let us know what like silly things you downloaded when they were novelties because that delights me. Um, this episode of Rocket is terminated. Terminated terminated I'll be right back <laughs> Avery oh, Avery <Here. laughs>
This should actually go like at the, the post credits. <laughs> this really should. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm shuffling every day. I'm shuffling. <laughs> I'm back. 